And there's a scene in this movie where a wolf has sex with a woman in a prison cage. And you yeah. think, oh, well, that's got to be good. Oh, you'd be wrong. gentlemen welcome to the film find the greatest movie podcast ever assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before i am your host adam porches and we are day late but doggone it we are back and i am here with matt smith yet again what's up everybody i'm here it's time to go holy smokes let me tell you kids you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and this is why we don't do the show live because all like when you decide hey let's do a podcast everybody and then the shit hits the fan and then you're just scrambling and going what the fuck is going on i don't know how to the world's on fire and you don't know what to do but then we'll get there everything works out or does it? <laughs> we'll find out. That's why I'm, I'm watching the hardcore hell out of this thing to make sure shit doesn't crash again. So, uh, you know, we're rolling well, whatever we do, right? Well, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for playing us in with the bangles there. Yeah, so uh, uh, so that's why we're late here. So Matt's been going to going to these concerts, going well, living the life well, of Riley. Not, do not blame Debbie, Vicky, and Susanna I'm for this. I'm not blaming this nobody. Was, I, hear, uh, I hear Savannah, yeah, Savannah Haas night, really looks really, still looks really good. Uh. I will say maybe the the uh, youngest fifty five year old I've ever seen. She looked like I've seen a picture of her recently. It's like, damn! It's like you you. I, um, I'd, I'd go so but, far as to say she looks say, better like, now. That whole band is aged really well. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, like uh, Vicky and Debbie still lookers, right? Um, uh, no. Uh, so I went Saturday to see the Bengals, right? Okay. And uh, what's really cool about that uh, is that I am significantly younger. Than their demographic. What? Uh, right? Because uh, I was, a, you know, late 80s, tail end. Uh, I was a kid, right? Um, so I was so 45 I, years old then, but no. So I show up, and, uh, you know, there's like 50 people in front of me, um, easily all of them much older. Uh, <laughs> so they, they make a beeline right for the seats in the <laughs> venue. So, uh, you know, long story short, I end up right up front. Uh, Vicki Peterson on guitar. Uh, like over to my left on stage right and directly in front of me, like four feet away the entire show is Susanna. Susanna, because of her uh, level of fame, I think is a little standoffish. Um, so she's not uh, directly interacting with the you audience. Can, you can call it hanging with the creepos. <laughs> well, well, no, you know, she's uh, yeah, she's had to deal with some shit, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> because of, because of how, famous she became and and like she was a sex symbol in, in the uh, late 80s early 90s right um so so understandably right like she doesn't linger toward the front of the stage at the end of the show so i don't get to like meet her i get a, i get a pick from her um but like you know i i say hi to vicky shake her hand uh talk briefly get a set list from uh debbie who was on drums right uh really really cool people honestly um, 
Yeah, it was great. Uh, just, so, so the reason we're actually late though is because last night I went to see the Ting Tings. Hold on, hold on. I just want. I just have a funny idea of you showing up at the front of this, and you're so young compared to everyone else. They just go, "Little boy, where is your mother?" <laughs> well, you know what's funny about that is, uh, <laughs> is like Susanna Hoffs is my mother's age. Yeah, like, <laughs> like she is right. Uh, um. No. Where's uh, this there, guy's guardian? <laughs> there ended up being like other young people there. Uh, but, you know, I. Because their parents whatever. couldn't get sinners, sitters? Shit. I fucked that up. <laughs> close. <laughs> God damn it. It was close. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but, but so then I went uh, last night, right? So, so we're late recording because I went last night to see the Ting Tings uh, of That's Not My Name fame. Okay. Uh, Second time I've seen them live. They're a fantastic show as well, sir. I have to tell you. Very good. Couldn't pick them out of a lineup. Nope. And nor should you be able to. They're, you know, they had that one hit here. But they're they're big in the UK and stuff. And uh, there's a sizable crowd. But you can definitely tell, like, here they're kind of just touring because they know they have fans. Uh, not Not because they think people will show up. Now, is it like that kind of situation where there's always like one hardcore motherfucker that's just like, like you know, measuring his dick against everybody else, going, "Who's the real fucking fan over here?" I feel like that's the vibe that I would get. No, I think it's it's slightly different, right? Like uh, everybody that was at that show really dug them. Like I like I have their like multiple albums, so I'm not just somebody who's familiar with the, with them for that one song. Um. That song being "Any Breaky Heart" for those of you. That know. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it's that's not my name, right? right? The the song that's in "Horrible Bosses," right? That's probably where everybody maybe remembers it from. It was on the radio, got some radio play. Um, but I, I got the sense, and I and both times I've seen them, and and they have a very wide ranging audience. So there's like really really young people there, and like you know people who are older than I am, uh, you know, a, a good variety of ages show up to see them. And they're they're great live. Hmm. They're a duo. They have a DJ with them now, which kind of opens up their sound a little bit. Hmm. Um, but but mostly it's like her on guitar and him on drums, just like playing the fuck out of some music, man. Hmm. It's really good. So you can know who to blame the Ting Tings for Matt's uh, absence late late. Yeah, do not tweet it, uh, <laughs> Susanna or Vicky. They, and they blame had them. nothing to do with well, it. Not that you guys <laughs> out there give a single shit anyway. You would. <laughs> Uh, so we're back, and, and here's the thing. So last week we talked about uh, how the big release for this week is uh, The Longest Ride. Uh, and yeah, we didn't go see that shit. We didn't, we didn't see it because, yeah. frankly, you know, I've seen so many crappy movies this year, and I like and like a part of me really did want to see it just, just to fucking get Same. But also, like, when it came down to it, I just could not pull myself out of the fucking house. Yeah. To, I, like, and, like I've, I've gone happily to see shitty movies that we reviewed. Oh yeah. Like, like knowing, right. That they were going to suck. Um, this one, I just had such a premonition about, I could not even drag myself to, to the theater for, for fucking free. Right. Yeah. Essentially <laughs> right? Uh, to, to see this thing. for free. So, we would not go see, we would not get out of what would essentially waste maybe two and a half hours with driving of our time to do all this garbage. Yeah. So, uh, so there's your review. Of, not uh, good. <laughs> 
Uh, that's a that's a cursory get. And here's the thing though that, that kind of pissed me off because I heard it was just like it kind of got like a C rating in the paper, and I was just like, oh shit, there might be a little something in this that might be, but probably not. <laughs> I'm gonna hedge my <laughs> bets and say. And no. also next week there's a bunch of stuff coming out. Following so, weeks, bunch of stuff coming out. It's gonna be a packed schedule. And stuff I think that we was supposed needed to, to have a relaxing out. weekend. Yeah. And I did not have a relaxing weekend, so we're gonna get into what you've been watching and I'm gonna do the jump off here. Uh because I didn't relax any this weekend because all I did was watch Daredevil. All ep- uh, all thirteen episodes in uh in, in two days here. And uh, for, you can find all the uh, giant review we did of the entire season one up on here moviepodcast.com. Uh, so that's available for you. Um, but I gotta say, enjoyed it. I, I really, we were all ecstatic over the moon for this spoiler alert for the hero movie podcast. It is, it's three Dick Grayson's all around. So it is uh first TV show to do that. And, but damn, it's good. It, it's everything that you want it to be and more. And that sounds like, you know, some bullshit, but it fucking is. I, yeah, I, so I have one more episode. Um, I love it. I will say it has the longest first act I've ever fucking sat through, though. Like, like <laughs> you know, if so, it's like one movie, you mean? Uh, yeah, right. Like, if you're thinking about like the entirety of this 13 episodes having a having a three act structure, the first act is essentially all just like five episodes before it gets to the thing that creates any sort of like ongoing actual plot line, right? That that like builds momentum okay right so so right like you're invested in the show and i was right i was totally on board because of what they were doing with character and all of this but my minor critique is like those explosions at the end of episode five beginning of episode six wherever they fell i Mm -hmm. forget uh should have happened like episode three ish uh just to like get I don't know. You needed a little more, I felt like, uh, just to get invested a little sooner in who the fuck Wilson Fisk is. Now, I, it, I the, like the that goes into my other like about. minor, minor, minor criticism of the show, which is that Wilson Fisk is the fucking show, right? Uh, I think once you get to him, if if you put through those like five episodes to get to Wilk- Wilson Fisk and what he's up to, um, you're in. Right. But potentially for some audiences who maybe don't give a shit about these characters or know that like there is a criminal conspiracy going on and that's why you should be invested because he's going to run into Wilson Fisk. Um, Like, I don't know that there's enough to just like drag them through it. And I've heard that criticism repeated. And I just want to say, like, I see it there. Right. As someone who understands structure Mm -hmm. and how these things are put together, it is there. It doesn't mean I personally don't like what they're doing. It is a very fucking long first act, though. I've seen it from the normies, and I can tell you, that's not an issue. I, I've seen normal people like mm-hmm. two episodes in, and they are already hook, line, and no. I have, ready I have, se- I've seen the same thing, right? Like, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it takes a fuck forever, uh, like three act structure wise, to get there. I'll take it. And there's enough action in it, and there's enough. I, I think maybe I could see a little bit of that. I could. I, I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a touch, but I mean, I don't know. I'm, I was so but, thoroughly but entertained that I was just. I'm not saying that it's not great. No. I'm saying that you know, there's a minor thing where like they could have gotten the fisk a little sooner. You've heard it, Je- uh, <laughs> Jeff Loeb, Stephen K. tonight, Matt Smith calling you the fuck out. What are you gonna uh, do? About? But you know, it's fucking good. <laughs> you know, 
It's really, really, really good. Yeah, I mean, it is like uh, it's very, it's very R-rated for the most part. Uh, but oh I, yeah, you saw that thing I like posted the other day, but like the Amazon review the first day, right? Yes. Some some fucking idiot gets on Amazon and like rates it one star. Like I was really looking forward to watching this with my kids, and I can't because they made it just for adults. Why would you do that out of a kid's comic book? Like, have you read an issue of Daredevil since the 1980s? Yeah, it's uh, it's not been the like, most like since Frank Miller wrote that book, uh, which most of the first season really is based like it's taking its cues from like that and some of the Brewbreaker stuff, right? To get a back history, go to hearmoviepodcast.com. We discuss a lot of that. Go ahead. <laughs> they discuss it all, um, right? But like that's what they're drawing from, right? Uh, that shit was like, <laughs> like really dark and adult and it stayed that way. Like Mark, even Mark Wade's recent run with the character has been like a little lighter and jokier, but it's, it's really kind of also still just very dark. Uh, I've only read the first couple issues, so but it's very good. I, I, I like what and, I read. And that, I'm a Mark Wade fan, so I will say that I think that, uh, the, the tone of Foggy Nelson being like this character that um, Matt Murdock plays off of, uh, or that plays off of Matt Murdock and uh, kind of all the other stuff going on with just constant, like, jokey commentary throughout the series. I think that owes a little bit of a debt to what Mark Wade has done with that character in the past five years, I think he's been writing that book. It's been that long? Wow. I think it's, yeah, it's been a while. Um, maybe four, but definitely four. Um, but yeah, right. Like, like I think the character Foggy owes something to Mark Wade in the show. Yeah. Uh, although Foggy's been like a fun character all along, like just the tone of him in the show owes something to Mark Wade's writing. But he, th- th- he's he's a character that really could have been uh just shot in this show, and they and and just done shabbily as a crap sidekick or something, mm-hmm. as he was in 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 the uh the two thousand three movie. Uh, right. He's he's a true character here. He's part of the story, and he's just as much a part of Matt, uh, Nelson Murdoch as as you would ima- you would want him to be. Yeah, and uh, and Eldon Henson uh, is great. Yeah, right. Like like the the actor Eldon Henson, uh, who everybody remembers from Mighty Ducks, but uh, <laughs> has kind of had somewhat of a career renaissance in the past few years. Right, he's been in like the Hunger Games movies and all that stuff. He's kind of like um, that guy. Like you know, there's you're, he's probably a dude that most people have seen and maybe go like, mm-hmm. I know that guy for something, but you might not know the name. But he's right, yeah, exactly. He shows up a lot. Uh, but you know, like he's. Uh, He's in this show a uh, fair amount uh, as well, and uh, I have to say, like his scenes, some of them like almost walk away with the whole episode. He, he's got he's got time. To, they give him they give him a very bright shining light in this, and it totally and works. That, and that's kind of how it, how the show works, right? Like I feel like if you had had thirteen episodes that were solely focused on like Daredevil, 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 yeah, uh, this show would have been way too much. Right. Uh, It would have been like not only um, kind of overly depressing, but but also um, just monotonous and kind of boring. Uh, But but they really do amazing stuff with character work on Daredevil. Yeah, there's I mean, Um, the great like, you know, 80 percent sojourn out to, you know, Kingpin land, uh, you know, from you know 30 plus years ago uh, for mm -hmm. this character. I mean, great. And you never and you never once just go. Can we get back to Daredevil, please? Because it's that interesting. It's no, I tell you what. Well. Uh, my my friend uh, Philippe uh, said this the other day, and I thought he was spot on with it. He said that episode eight 
right, which is the one where we find out about Wilson Fisk's father and why he bought that painting and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, he said that episode eight, and I totally agree with him, is uh, is so good that it should be talked about in the same breath by everyone as Mad Men. Hmm. That that episode by itself can stand up to the best episodes of Mad Men. And furthermore, he said, and I think he's also right to point this out, right? For, for a comic book show, that's no small feat. No, not at all. Uh, and I think that's true, right? Like that episode with uh, where you're solely kind of the whole thing really is about Fisk, right? There's some stuff with Murdoch and, and some of the stuff going on with the investigation, but it's really about Fisk and his father and uh, his background, right. Um, and, and kind of how he sees the world. Yeah. What, and that what made him, him, that episode, um, is a thing of beauty. It's, it, I think that's the best episode in the whole season, honestly, uh, hands down. Well, I mean, it, in a way it tells the most story, I guess. Yeah, but it's also just like the the way that it's constructed, right? So beautifully, you get that opening sequence with uh, Fisk, like waking up in the cold sweat, calming himself down, calmly preparing breakfast, going about his daily business, right? In in the very same routine that he yeah. continuously continuously does. Yeah, and then it picks right back up after that, right? But the second time it goes back to it, there's a complication that he has to go and deal with, right? Um. And just the way it weaves, I, I don't know, like that can just the way it's made, right? The, sh the every, I don't think there's a wasted shot in that episode, um, which there rarely are generally, but especially in that episode, I think every frame, every composition really pays off. Um, and, and I just like the, the, just the storytelling bravura that's required for that episode to work yeah it's uh it's gonna be real interesting to see what they do with this thing man and we got uh we got aka jessica jones showing up uh a little bit later this year and uh i can't man, wait for that show man boy that's they... got, got my girl in it i think that's really gonna take a lot of people because because most people don't know the characters she's, she's not a, like a big marvel staple that you know that you would recognize even mm -hmm. when captain america came out as much of at the time certainly he was a fairly you know b-list character you you know you would you guys like you and i know very well yep. who that is but your regular public was just like captain america ain't that, that dorky motherfucker with his shit on his head you know and, and but she's even lower than that in, in especially in the regular public's eyes and, and I, I haven't read a ton of stuff with her uh but uh it's gonna be very interesting to see what they do with that and you know of course then what how she's gonna her relationship with luke cage if if and when that mm -hmm. goes in someplace and a whole bunch well, of other it, well stuff. it's going to right because luke cage is in that show is he in the show yeah they cast him a while back i mean i know it's, he's been cast uh, but i didn't know uh, the guy was in, from the uh, show. what's that I, I said i knew that they'd cast him but i didn't know that he was in the show too okay no he's gonna he's gonna be in there but it's uh it's mike coulter is his name um he's in i mean he's been in a bunch of stuff uh salt zero dark 30 yeah. his most recent big Men thing was he was in the uh the the halo uh live action mm -hmm. thing that they yeah he, yeah he was the lead in that right so He's good. Um, I like him. I was just like, okay, this guy's gonna be he's uh, a good Luke choice. Cage. I, I like him, so good deal with uh, that. But yeah, I think I think that'll be another uh, way. I really like what they're doing with the Netflix series. Um, kind of, they tie them into the overall cinematic universe very subtly. 
Yeah. But- right. Like, like the small mentions that it gets in here, like the reference to the destruction in the Avengers, mm-hmm. right? Um, stuff like that. Uh, the, just the peppering just kind of, of little things throughout yeah. and like and 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 go to hearmoviepodcast.com Bruce points out some like some fairly deep shit that I was just like oh well get the fuck out I didn't know that yeah and, exactly uh, so there's a lot of like there's so many things that are just sprinkled throughout here that may go somewhere in the future and may not and that's yeah, what's really and, cool and, and I have to say as big a fan as I am of uh like agents of shield I, I think that show has really grown uh to be uh top-notch and uh, as as much as I loved Agent Carter, uh, there's those shows are still I think slightly hampered by. I don't know if it's just uh, like well, Agent Carter is hampered by history. Well, I mean, well, Agent Carter right was like is a really fun show. Oh, it's great. Um, we 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 gave it a very enthusiastic review over there. Uh, and and I and I liked the whole show. And really, by the eighth episode uh, or the seventh episode, whichever one was the, I think it was eight, but. The t- first two were the premiere, right? So yeah, uh, anyway, like by the end of that series, regardless of what episode number it was, I I really really want that show to get renewed. Oh uh, yeah, uh, but you know, like Ag- Agents of Shield, I think both of those things are hampered by their need to be tied into the current film cycle, mm-hmm. right? Uh, whereas what what Daredevil is and what AKA Jessica Jones and, and like the Luke Cage and then right the Defenders cycle which yeah. is playing out on Netflix it really is just like a different scale of what's going on yeah uh within the Marvel universe and you could mention and, it but you don't have to necessarily be beholden to it right and uh and the showrunner wants to get Netflix and Marvel on board with a Punisher series. Yes, bitch. Yes. And and I really really want that to happen. Oh, it could be so good. Um anyway. Uh so no, uh, Daredevil's fucking great. The Daredevil and the Punisher meet. It's going to be you, so fucking. Did you cool. watch uh did you watch anything else this weekend? Uh, uh aside from Wolf Cop, which we'll uh, talk well, about shortly. Early uh earlier in the week I did see a movie called uh Seymour, I believe it's called Seymour an Introduction. Uh it's a new documentary uh from Ethan mm-hmm. Hawke. Um about a uh, an, an older guy who was kind of a I don't ever want to say he was really a big shot. He's not a real name so that that most people would recognize. Uh, but is really kind of uh, he, he you know kind of took off uh, during the war a little bit and you know playing piano and entertaining uh, you know fellow troops and things like that. And uh, really, he's just been teaching piano in uh, in his his apartment in New York for the last like fifty five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, very interesting gentleman, but his kind of philosophy on life and and music. And things, uh, it's it's. Well, I'll tell you this much: it is lovely to see a documentary because uh, that that's not just depressing, and yeah. you know because there are a lot of like we we talked about the possibility of going to see that Kirby Dick movie uh, about what is it, soldiers just everybody getting raped or something. Yeah, it's about military. Oh my god! So I'm like, that's just that's just depressing as all hell. So it's it's kind of nice to go into a documentary and have it be uplifting. And no matter what you do, whether it's uh you know being a musician or you know an artist or whatever your passion is, and how to you know expand that and be happy with what you have and express yourself. And uh, I I think it's really great. And this this you know he's kind of just a a low key old guy in this one bedroom apartment in New York that he's been living in for 55 years, just teaching people piano. And uh, he's kind of eschewed the spotlight a lot because, you know, he just got nervous and all this kind of other stuff and things that you wouldn't think of for a guy who's as, you know, as, as immensely talented as he is. And uh, so Ethan Hawke kind of brings him out to play in public for the first time in, you know, oh, oh so very long. 
and uh, just uh, it's some beautiful music and uh, interesting insights into life. So, uh, yeah, if it's out in your way, uh, it, it's not a super long documentary, but uh, it's enjoyable for sure. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, 100% on Netflix. Absolutely. Right on. Um, so I, I saw a couple of things uh, this week. So first up, I want to address um, the new Simon Pegg film. Yes. Um, which so I watched this. It's on. Uh, it's on demand. It's on iTunes. It's also in limited theatrical release. So if you're so inclined, uh, you know there you are. Um, so it's called uh, Kill Me Three Times. It's a kind of a hitman comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, uh, Simon Pegg plays this uh, hitman who gets hired for a contract kill and ends up becoming entangled in like three separate murders uh, and a blackmail scheme. Um, and it's, you know, it's basically a comedy of errors married with a triple cross crime plot. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's not great. Uh, Simon Pegg's really funny in it. Um, there are some great moments and I enjoyed watching it, but it's definitely a, like, if you enjoy smaller, um, films, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, that are just like well-made and an enjoyable distraction, I say check it out. Uh, otherwise, like you know, it'll it'll be on Netflix. I assure you, because I think uh, like IFC or, or Magnolia put it out, so it'll be on uh, yeah. Netflix. Um, wait till then. It's cool. It's good. I don't I don't want to say it's not good, but it is not a like rush out right now. Get it's fucking now, amazing. <laughs> Go and see it. Right. It's it's a smaller movie, yeah. um, so it plays like one. Uh, but it was a lot of fun and it's very violent uh, and, and some of the violence is played for laughs. So, you know, it's good. Um, he didn't write, he didn't have anything to write with that. Did he? Uh, I think he's just, I think it's just, just a, a just an acting job. Okay. Right. Um, so, uh, and it's, I think actually in Australia. So a lot of the, so he's British, he's a hitman. I think it's in Australia. Um, because it has a lot of Australian actor, uh, actors and uh, actresses in it, right? So, uh, like, um, oh, fuck, what's his name from – hold on. I'm going to have to look this up. It's the guy who was in uh, in that 80s movie FX. You know that guy? Uh, uh, Brian I, Brown. Okay. Brian Brown's his name. Uh, and he's He's been in all kinds of movies, but, uh, you know, a lot of the times he's playing Australians. Um but yeah, he was in he was in this movie FX in uh, like 1985, 86, um, and and uh, he, he's a good actor. Anyway, uh, it's a fun movie. Check it out. The other thing I saw that I really want to highly recommend, um, like if you see this uh, playing anywhere near you, check it the hell out. I finally went to go see um, Kamiko the Treasure Hunter, uh, which was an absolutely gorgeous. Uh, movie. So uh, the basic plot, I'm, I'm just going to read from IMDb. Um, first, I'll read the vague one, and then I'll get more specific. So uh, a lonely Japanese woman becomes convinced that a satchel of money buried and lost in a fictional film is in fact real. With a crudely drawn treasure map and limited preparation, she escapes her structured life in Tokyo and embarks on a foolhardy quest across the tundra of Minnesota in search of her mythical fortune. Oh, that old story. <laughs> Do you know what? Can you guess what movie she becomes obsessed with? Um, Buried Treasure, Minnesota. Oh, is it is a Fargo deal? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so basically, she like th- thinks that she has discovered a documentary That's because she funny. Beca- 
because she interprets right the beginning like this is based on a true story yeah, right the, the so she shit. thinks fargo is a documentary <laughs> oh, that's funny and she leaves on like this quest uh to find the money uh she hates her fucking life and her job in tokyo and a minor spoiler like she it ends didn't up, end basically, up so well for steve buscemi in that so i don't know why <laughs> uh any anyways so so she like basically like draws her own like map and she's very meticulous watching the movie at night after work every fucking night to the point where she wears out her vhs uh copy and has to go and buy a dvd player and a new dvd to be able to do it uh keep studying like draws out a very very crude map which is basically trying to measure how long the fence is so she can figure out where the fence where it's buried in that fence right um now, the movie does not play like a comedy. There are moments that are really funny, um, but it's also kind of a like really heavy drama. Um, because she gets there, right, and like dis- discovers very quickly, like she shows up because she's just ripped off her company's credit card to buy her plane ticket. And so she shows up there uh, with like no winter clothing whatsoever. Um, and then like is just basically walking through snow flurries. Uh, because she doesn't understand, right? She doesn't even speak English, really. Hmm. Um, uh, But it's got a great performance uh, by Rinko Kikuchi, who everybody here will know from films like The Brothers Bloom or um, uh, Babel or Pacific Rim, right? Um, Some of those movies are good. Yeah, well, (laughs) right? So so in those movies, she's the Japanese woman, right? Like... (laughs) (laughs) You know who she is if you've Which seen Which one movies. is she? I'll give you two guesses, and the first <laughs> one don't count. Um, uh, but it's really good. Uh, the cinematography is breathtaking. Um, it's, I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that film hmm. uh, a whole lot. So uh, Kumiko, the treasure hunter, go out and see it. Must see. Uh, highly recommended. Right, cool. All right. So you want to do our... Uh, so you we got uh, cop, we got cop one wolf? cop wolf. Uh, so we got one new release review of this. Well, new newish in a way. So whatever. It's on Netflix uh, this week. It's on Netflix for free. So first of all, there's no fucking reason why any of you can't see this. So if you haven't seen it, and or, but I will and, say it is worth your fifteen dollars to get on Blu-ray. Uh, all right, so we'll talk about that and why it's <laughs> worth it. All right, so here is a uh, listen to the uh, trailer for Wolf Cop. my god. Is it almost time? It kind of looks like you. Ooh, got to stop over at the brewery. Do some investigating. Did you think I'm myself when I'm a wolf? You did seem like freakishly strong. You had those claws and those teeth. Plus, you know, you were drunk, so I knew it was you. Hello? Hello? My. What big teeth you have. Hmm. That's not all. 
everybody. That was a trailer for our new release review of this week, Wolf Cop. Uh, here is the IMDb blog line. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. As a series of strange and violent events begin to occur, an alcoholic policeman realizes that he has just been turned into a werewolf as part of a larger plan. This is uh, written and directed by Lowell Dean, uh, starring uh, Leo Farland, uh, Mary... Just, there's a lot of fuckers you've never heard of, so I'm not going to sit there and just be like, oh, that guy, you've never heard of them. Uh, none of them. Well, there is no. There is that one guy uh, that plays his friend, who I've definitely seen in a lot of stuff. Yeah, hold and on, his I, name I, is I, what? <laughs> I'm I'm just saying. Hold on, let me pull up his the drunk fucking... guy. I don't know. So this it's is... not the drunk. His friend. Man. Anyway, fucking talk. I'll, I'll figure All right. this out. So this is a movie that came to a lot of acclaim. Where did this debut at? I know you know that board more than I do. Uh, well, I mean it. it played in like festivals and shit right yeah, so so this uh, is a big festival thing if you've seen anything on this it is a very kind of grindhousey style sort of deal uh very kind of throwback low budget straight to dvd kind of thing and uh for some people that's a really big thing and uh you know so there's kind of there's almost been sort of in the last couple of years especially uh this has almost kind of been a weird almost subgenre in and of itself mm-hmm. um but uh, some of some of them, some of those things work. Some of them don't, and it all kind of depends. But uh, so let's let's. I want you to really talk about this more because you really spearheaded this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I became a. Yeah, so I I kind of became um, I guess obsessed with this film uh, off of its marketing campaign. Um, so so here's a here's a thing. Um, you were talking about the cycle of grindhouse stuff. I actually don't really care about that cycle at all. There have been uh, two things that I've liked that have been made out of this whole revival of uh, shitty filmmaking. Right. Uh-huh. One is this uh, like really low budget thing that was made here in Atlanta that I had the uh, dishonor and privilege and pleasure of seeing <laughs> uh, at, at its premiere. Um, Dear God, no, which is a, a fucking biker fi- biker flick with Bigfoot in it. Uh <laughs> Um, Again, one of those old stories. Go yeah. on. Uh, and and the other one, uh, of course, is uh, the the Tarantino Rodriguez Grindhouse, which I which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, like I, I've enjoyed the Machete films, but you know they're not great. Um, the other big one that everybody really knows about is uh, Hobo with a Shotgun, and I thought that film was fucking garbage. Hmm. Um. But here, here's the thing. So I came to this. I thought the marketing campaign was really funny. Um, the, I mean, the tagline on the, all the posters, for fuck's sake, is uh, Dirty Harrier, but Harrier. Or Dirty Harry, but Harrier. I fucked that up, right? <laughs> Dirty Harry, but Harrier, which is a great tagline. Um, uh, but here's the thing. So I, so I got this uh, film, as I mentioned a few shows ago, I bought it on Blu-ray because it had not come out here yet. It, it now is out in stores and on Blu-ray. Still not available on Amazon for some fucking reason. But in the store, Blu-ray is now out, available. So, you know, there you go. I got it in Canada. Um, and uh, I fucking like this movie a whole lot, man. I think it's really funny. Um, and it, unlike... I think it's saving races. Unlike something like Hobo with a Shotgun, it doesn't take its uh, over the topness too seriously, right? So, so it's not 
it's not constantly in your face. Mm-hmm. It's just in your face when it needs to be. Um, and, and there's something I really appreciate about that. So, so people who watch a lot of these kind of grindhouse revival films will watch this movie and maybe think it's a little underwhelming. Um, but I think there's something to be said for the fact that uh, the horror stuff works as well as the quote unquote bad movie making stuff mm-hmm. that is played for laughs, I think. Anyway, what are, what are your thoughts on that? This movie blowed. <laughs> this movie is a piece of shit and not in a good way. That I hated there you this. Have it, guys. I hated this See movie so much. God almighty, I hated this fucking movie. You didn't even like the werewolf transformations? Hey, look, some of it was look, this is this is like I would love to see this as I mean, like as a trailer on YouTube. It works a hundred percent as a as a movie, which, by the way, is not even an hour and a half long. Is far too long. I swear to God, about the forty five minute mark, I'm like, sweet baby Jesus, is this next to over? Fuck me. You think now? Listen, because I described to my dad, he was just like, because he asked me, he goes, "What are you guys? Uh, what are you guys talking about in the podcast this week?" I go, hey, "We're uh, reviewing this movie called Wolf Cop." And they go, uh, so a guy, uh, uh, he's a, like a raging alcoholic, turns into uh, to a werewolf uh, one night when he gets uh, accosted by some some folks. And uh, and there's a scene in this movie where a wolf has sex with a woman in a prison cage. And you yeah. think, oh, well, that's got to be good. Oh, you'd be wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a funny SNL sketch, but it's a terrible hour and de- not even near a half movie. I hated this movie so much. It is just like now the well, first. I'm glad I made you watch it. Yeah, thank you. The first part of this movie is just like here's here's the vibe I got. It's, how old is this director? We got to look this up because I, I think he's got to be like around our age. Th- that was my theory. All right, so he's 36, so he's close. Yeah. So he's close to uh, to our age here. That, and that's what I got. I got this, like, here's a cat that grew up with these movies and thinks yeah. he's so goddamn clever. Now, but that's what all of these fucking sites, cy- like, this entire cycle is directors that did you're that. You're kind of right, but here's the thing. I'm all, it's all, like, fu- that is Quentin Tarantino and Rodriguez. It's the guy who made yeah, but here's the Hobo thing. with a shotgun. Those, those people, now I'm going to, I'm going to, we'll talk about Hobo with shotgun for a second. <laughs> but Tarantino and Rodriguez are talented people. Now you may well, not lo- love everything that they do. Either, That's right. Be that as it may. Here's the thing: if Tarantino and Rodriguez had their first fucking thing been Planet Terror and Death Proof, would anyone have ever fucking paid them any attention again? No, probably not. But then again, that's another thing of knowing your limits, and, <laughs> and knowing your limits for this guy may have been a smart move. This is something, and and no, no disrespect, but maybe a little. <laughs> This is something I would expect out of trauma. It's a, it's high, like yeah, a high there, budget there's trauma. There's something to that. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I listen. I trust me. I wanted to really like this. I really did. But like, I mean, especially it's and like I said, I'm gonna go back to the beginning here because this is this is where it all kind of. I, I think the cart almost tipped over in the beginning, because the way that everything is put together, it is it is a young director who clearly has not really done a lot but is like 
he's swinging for the fences like it's his last goddamn time. And you know what? I mean, you swing for the fences, you may knock the ball out of the park, and you may strike out like a motherfucker. And but it is just it's that throwing everything on the table, looking like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna slather this son of a bitch so much in pizzazz and badassery that uh, it's gonna take away from what what I'm actually trying to convey here. It's too cool for school in so many senses is that it's just like look at all the neat shit and all the fucking all the weird cuts and the and the unnecessary uh just grindhousey style shit that he was doing. Now here's the thing. Here here's here's the problem that I have with the movie. Okay. Is that it's it's neither it's neither or really in a lot of ways for me. It feels like there's sometimes where they want to go over the top and they do. They go over so over the top and it's great. And and look, I had as as stupid as it was I kind of had fun with the sex scene in the in the it's in the in the jail. I mean, it was it was so no, stupid. It was fun, but then it's like the half serious stuff is almost uh, it doesn't work. None of none none of these stuff that where he's not just being a fucking lunatic as a werewolf really works all that well. And the stuff with the werewolf doesn't work as well as I'd love it to because the makeup and shit is not really all that good. It's just not. Um, oh, I really love the makeup. I, I think I think that costume's a lot of fun. Oh, it's not. And, it's not uh, that it's not fun. It's not it, good. <laughs> and and I and I think that uh, I don't know, man. Those transformation scenes are some of my favorites. That I'll I've give ever, them the like, transfer, transformation scenes. Like, At least those were entertaining. They're not good, but they're entertaining. <laughs> they're entertaining. Uh, because you should have gone to see the longest ride. I might should have. Now listen. <laughs> now I, I'm going to take it away from this because I think that if I had seen this in a in a in a theater with a lot of people, perhaps I would have had a lot more fun. Uh, but I just I wish I was entertained by this. But God love me, I, I just I wasn't. And and here's the thing. Now let's 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 go a little bit back here and uh, and talk about Hobo with a Shotgun for a second because I want to make the delineation between the two of these movies because that movie I actually liked. And I'll oh, tell you, and, God, I, and I'll I tell you, I fucking hated every second of I can, it. And, and I can, I, I saw that movie with an audience that was predisposed to liking that movie with myself there at Action Fest mm-hmm. when it like made its Southeast debut, uh, when, when Action Fest was still happening in Asheville. Uh-huh. Um, and I think I was maybe the only person that walked out of there going, like, this is fucking shit. <laughs> And, and and I I you know listen and I can see that but I'll I'll, I'll at least talk from my perspective as to why <laughs> at least for me that movie works a little bit more. Okay. I think that movie more so than this one, it it has a more consistent knowing tone throughout the entire thing. This movie felt to me like it didn't 100% really know what it wanted to commit to. It seems like do we want it to really be scary in a, in in a sense? It's clearly not. Uh, but or did it wanted to kind of go over the top, and it was just like, it, is it really cool or is it shitty sl- schlocky kind of stuff? It's like you can't have your cake and eat it too. At least with Hobo with a Shotgun, there was a consistency of tone throughout the entire thing. Whether you liked it or not, it's a completely different thing, that, and that's that's completely fine. But I the tone the for t- that was th- at least the know. same. I don't know. I'm going to disagree. I think Wolf Cop is actually really consistent in, okay, in so its it's just tone. consistently garbage. <laughs> um, like I don't. There's something about Hobo with a Shotgun that is just like you want to talk about in your fucking face bullshittery. That fucking movie is all about like weird fucking color cinematography and 
uh, man, that fucking movie but blows. It, but it felt like it was put together with a nickel and a dream, fun. as opposed to this one, which was put together with a uh, now. And now, granted, and I've heard and I've heard interviews with the with the hobo with the shotgun people, and they got and they got you know big hard ons for themselves too. So don't get me wrong, but at least with that movie, to me, it it felt more genuine than than this movie. I I don't know why. I don't know that I, I can know. point a thing I th- to it. I That's don't just think me. so at all. And here here's why: hobo with a shotgun was uh was specifically pitched as a trailer right mm-hmm. during grindhouse and it it was the fan trailer it ended up like getting enough funding to get made mm-hmm. um i think that it has no fucking clue what's going on i don't think it understands why grindhouse worked uh i don't think it understands what bad movies do that are fun i think that movie is fucking garbage uh literally from the first scene onward it's it, almost unwatchable to me hmm. well i, I tell you what I, I think this i think this whole review is really good you know want to know why because <laughs> i think based upon at least it's like what did you think of hobo with a shotgun you may it, it may put people in the right direction either or i'm very interested to see what that does i think that's a good that's a good barometer here i don't know i think using hobo with a shotgun as a barometer for anything is a bad idea <laughs> I don't know. This is, it's just a shot. I like again. Um, I think the art is cool. I, I think I do think the promo stuff. I, I think it's fun. I think what he's doing with it is really fun. I just wish I had a better movie to watch. You know the real problem with Hobo with a Shotgun is it's like an incessant fucking wink that doesn't stop. Like the whole movie just sits there with its fucking one eye, like winked at you, like it's fucking Popeye. I don't know that I felt that. Like, uh, and I, and I just can't fucking deal with that. Like, oh, you're so fucking clever. That that is really how I felt during uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. Like, like it's overwrought. That you want to talk about a movie that fucking feels like it takes forever? That movie actually takes forever, and it feels like it. Um, I don't know. I'll say this uh, so we can wrap up. Fucking watch Wolf Cop. Well, I don't give a shit. Yeah, just. I, hey, look! I but don't. Like, I and here's yeah, the thing: it's fucking on Netflix. As Give much as as much as I don't like it, I will recommend people to watch it. <laughs> watch it because so, I mean, so and and I may have, and I'll be frank. <laughs> I was, I may have been in a weird headspace. It's very possible. I'm house sitting for my brother, so I'm in a very foreign environment. Uh, it's also very possible that you were just so filled with like. Oh yeah, I've got this fucking raging daredevil boner from watching it all weekend. Yeah, it's you, you can't. Uh, you can't just, you know... How can you gauge anything? You can't have bologna right after steak. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Your brain can't calculate it properly. That makes uh. sense. All right, mystery solved. <laughs> Tell Scooby and the gang they can take the day off. We got it figured I, I, out. Look, I follow like I follow this guy on Twitter, at least the Wolf Cop account, and I will say, like, I, I think the snarkiness plays really well in the film. The same way, like, I think they approach that film in the exact same tone that they tweet about it, right? There's a bravura of knowing the fuck, like, hey, guys, we're making this thing. Isn't it fucking cool? I like that approach to it. Like, like, yeah, check out this fucking cool thing. And just playing around with the idea that, like, something as stupid as fucking Wolf Cop as a concept mm. is cool uh, <laughs> works for me. I'm not going to do it soon. <laughs> But I will watch this again. Just, to, I mean, you know, we've all had those movies where you're watching them and you're just like, this is a piece of shit. But there's something deep down inside that makes you go, 
I don't know. Let's check this out again. I mean, I had that with the first, um, with, with when they remade Texas Chainsaw in 03. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, this is just an utter piece of garbage. And then I went back like two years later and just go, you know, maybe I gave that film a hard time. I'm going to go back and watch it again. I went back and watched it. And yeah, it was still a piece of garbage, but I at least <laughs> gave it a second shot. So I I'm really, willing I really to really go- like that movie. I teach it a lot. I, I teach it in hate class. that movie with all my soul. <laughs> um, so I'm willing to go back and watch this again at a later date. It may not be in the I may wait a month or so, but I will go back and watch it again. I'll try to get some people around when I watch it. Maybe that might help a little bit. A couple of uh, adult beverages might uh, help lubricate the situation a little bit and uh, kind of free up the fun juice. And I wouldn't hadn't that sounded gross. Yeah. Um. But I and I would not have watched a, a 13 hours worth of Daredevil to uh, really kind of have the play <laughs> off against that. So that's I mean I watched so much fucking Daredevil this weekend. It's ridiculous. Um. But, uh, yeah, Take I'll go back and watch it, but I recommend that- people go watch it. Make up your own mind for it, and I think, uh, and I'd love to hear what people, so email us at thefilmfind at gmail.com if you have any thoughts, if you loved it, if you hated it, and what did you think of Hobo with a Shotgun? We want your opinions on this and how yeah, you fall in within. chime on this fucking debate. So uh, where do you fall within the Hobo with a Shotgun and Wolf Cop, and let's see if they match up. Yeah, let's let's hash this out. I want to know. Boom. Um, And, uh, well... <laughs> We'll come up with something cool to send you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we got, why, why we got things. We got stuff. I got stuff. If nothing I else, I can. Stuff. If if anything else, I can go and pilfer Sean Keenan's uh, memory memorabilia uh, archives. I'll go <laughs> steal something from him. It's it's all good. Don't worry, he's a friend. Uh, so, that's so it. Anyway, send us your shit, guys. Send us your shit. Uh, the film find at gmail Okay, so. Uh, let's talk about what we're gonna be. Uh, well, what we're gonna do next week? Because um, all right, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna do this just as. Part of the episode. Well, you might as well. Hold on. Let me pull up uh, what's coming out. So the big one is now, and here's a good question for you, sir. Have you seen Paul Blart Mall Cop, the original? No. I haven't either, nor do I don't really want to, but part of me wants to see it to watch for this movie because I want to see the type of human beings that are going in to see this movie. I think I could stand outside the theater and pick them out. And I may want to stab them. Um uh, Unfriended comes so, out next week, so I'm definitely going to go I'm, see that. I'm going to see Unfriended. True Story, I'm interested in. Yeah, uh, if, and, if that and comes I do want to see here. Child 44. Yeah, as if, well, if any of those comes out here, I'll go see those. We'll we'll get you official. Uh, so follow us at uh, the Film Find on Twitter, and of course the Film Find on Facebook, and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, we'll kind of keep you updated as to what we what we're doing. And of course, I'll uh, pre-announce it on uh, Here Movie Podcast next Monday, uh, what we're going to be doing. But um. Yeah, so any one of those, uh, just just follow us on the Facebooks and shit, and that'll be uh, that'll be good for you. Also, if there's a uh, like stuff coming up that's not the big stuff, right? Because we're about to get into the into the season where it's like every weekend, Coco is like a, is like a major release. Um, you know, why don't you? Uh, why don't you send us what you want us to talk about? Shoot us something, or we're going to be talking about the Age of Adeline. That's what he's trying to say. <laughs> I'm still going to go see that movie. Um, uh, I, I'm going to go see it just because I want to know what in the fuck kind of... Like, it looks like it might be good, but it's probably going to suck. That's my feeling. Here, here's what I... Th- the only curiosity I have about it is... Uh, Jesus. Is there more that is, that is not in the trailer? That Well... Is there- is there more to this movie? They, they do cover quite a swath in the trailer, it, for it sure. It tells you everything that happens, basically. For right? the most like, part. Like, at least it looks like it. Right? Like, here's the here's the fucking accident. Here's the deal. She can't age. Here's another fucking thing. 
Here, uh, just, here's the like, mini sloss of time with which she lives in. And you're like, <laughs> and, and King Kong dies at the end. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? And that's what I hated about shows up and fucking dude. That's what I hated about the uh, the fucking uh, when they're redoing um, what what do you call it there? Um, a fucking horror movie, uh, uh, Poltergeist. They give yeah. you the goddamn twist in Poltergeist. What if there's a kid who's never seen Poltergeist before? You gave them the the you know the in a sense I guess twist or big surprise in that story of what happens. Why would you do that? You fucking assholes. You don't even know how to. You don't even know how to like keep a secret for a movie that's thirty years old. You fucking uh, retards. Ugh. Anyways, so we're gonna be complaining about all that stuff later. So <laughs> just keep keep subscribed at uh, thefilmfind.com. Uh, so all the links are right there. Matt, I happen to know that you are other places on the internet this week, sir. Where can we find more work from you? Am I other places on the internet? Fuck yes, you are. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Um, I uh, I'm gonna be writing about Justified. The season finale is tonight in like 15 uh, ish minutes. Uh, so I'm about to jet to go do that. Um, so check me out conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com. And uh, I think my episode of uh, Heroes and Villains is going to drop. There you go. Right? That's that's out today. As you are hearing this podcast, that will be out for you to download. So there go, go listen to that, talking about the Constantines there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a fun uh, fun little episode, and I hope... And too uh, bad you guys recorded it before the official announcement that it got canceled as a series. Yeah, that sucks. But, mm. you know, like, that's not really what the show's about. I don't think it's... I, well, and I'll say this, though. Um now, I only really watched like the first two episodes, which I thought were okay. I didn't think I wasn't completely wowed by them, but I think it I picks think up and gets really good by the end. I would, you know, a lot of these things do sadly, but I think the problem was is that show was on NBC. Let's be frank. Well, it was on NBC and it was a Friday night show. Like nobody stayed at Bad home to watch slot. to watch shows late on Friday night since the X Files. Since TGI motherfucking f bitches. Yeah, uh, which I think might have been after the X Files. It was after, I think. Yeah, because um, that moved to Sundays fairly, fairly quick. Yeah, but then it moved back to Fridays. Did, I but I, know. but I don't. Yeah, it did eventually move back to Fridays. Hmm. Um, but I, I don't remember like who was last. But in any fucking way, right? Like since the late nineties. Okay. No one's fucking not a lot. So, Friday night TV. Yeah. So because you go out and do shit, people <laughs> do things. Man is an adult. All right, so as an adult, we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this up. I don't know what the fuck that and, was. And I will say, uh, for people who listen to Heroes of Movie, Hero Movie podcast, and 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 Heroes and Villains, and this show, uh, and I know there's probably like two of you out there, uh, <laughs> um, like I do not curse on Hero, uh, Heroes and Villains. And if you can believe that, you can believe in anything. So this I can, has been the, I this has been the film find, and I love you. <laughs> Uh, All right, everybody, that's it. So uh, check back in next week. Uh, follow us on uh, the uh, uh, on the Facebooks there, and we'll uh, we'll update you as to what we end up seeing. Because uh, you know these these movie theaters, they don't start putting out uh, what's available there till halfway <laughs> into Friday uh, before they tell you what's actually going to be there. So that's it, everybody. Uh, until next week, uh, for Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. Take it easy, everybody.
butt cheese. Squishy butts. Mm. This weekend butts. Hold on, I'm getting my headphones in. That sounds like a euphemism. Them kids these days, man, get their headphones in. You know what it's like. <laughs> Goddamn kids. Can't keep them stopping from putting the headphones in, doing Lord only knows what. We'll get, uh, I'm sure that once we mention we've reviewed Wolf Cop, uh, Wolf Cop will retweet us. So that'll give us some traction anyway. <laughs> They're uh, one of those things are just like, hey, these guys are great. They, they said our name. Well, like, I think it's the director running that account. I like when people do that, when, like, it's the, the, the fucking guy. Yeah, I think I think it's just him running his Wolf Cop account. Like, I think he has his own. I don't follow that one. I do follow Wolf Cop. <laughs> but he literally, like, just responds to anything that talks about Wolf Cop. Does he follow it up with, <laughs> ow? <laughs> that would be no. great. <laughs> it goes, thanks for watching the movie. Ow! That fucking shit. Are you, you're liable to have a howl of good time. That would be hilarious if that was what the bit was. That's why I got a mute button over here. Mute. I frankly don't give a fuck what you're doing uh, as long as I'm out of here in time to watch Justified. I'll give, I, will, I will walk off the podcast in the middle. That'd be fun. And, and I don't know that anyone would be surprised. You, you don't even say goodbye. You're just, you're just go, like, Matt? Matt, where oh, are you? shit, it's... It's ten o'clock. Where'd he go? Where where you at? What the Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> wolf cop. Uh, I can't believe I just typed in the words wolf cop trailer. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with my life? Alright, so You enjoyed it, you know you did. We'll talk about what I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I've now watched this movie twice, by the way. We'll talk about what I enjoy. <laughs> I'm just letting you know where I'm coming from. I, you know, there's I can't say I'm surprised. 